to this online gathering here today where we can uh, meet together at least in some capacity, worship together and learn together this morning. Now, if you've been joining with us for the last few weeks, you know that we've been walking through our 101 year history. And now we find ourselves in 1975. Now, last week I left you on a little bit of a cliffhanger wondering what on earth happened next. They were outgrowing their building downtown Abbotsford. Where on earth were they gonna go next? And in 1975, they began to look at a plot of land on the corner of Gladwin and McClure. This like really this country piece of property on the outskirts of town is the property that was purchased to build the new church building. They'd outgrown their old property and so they needed more space and this new church was gonna seat like 800 people and have all these different rooms for Sunday school and crusaders and all the things that they were that were happening at that time. And so they began to build the church building, which is the old part of the building that we even meet in here today. And so you maybe see that if you drop your kids off over at APA Kids, um, but that old part of the building was built in 1975 because the church was at such a boom in that day and age. Now, one of the other cool things that happened during that time period as the church is exploding and growing in like such an exponential rate is they divided the city during that time into 24 different quadrants. And today we're talking about how there is purpose in our postal code. And even then in 19 1975, our church understood that even then, that the different areas of town that we found ourselves in, we could have impact in. And so those different quadrants were responsible for calling different people in those areas, for having impact in those different you know, places in the city. And I just think it's so cool that now here we are in 2020 saying, hey, there's purpose in your postal code. And even back in 1975, they're saying the same thing, that church, there's purpose in our postal code. And so today, as we we begin to move forward and reflect on what it looks like to have impact wherever we find ourselves in. I hope that you can be reminded that you can make a difference today wherever you find yourself.
This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We pray. Come on. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you.
and you lifted me up, and you lifted me up. Where there was death, you brought life, Lord. Where there was fear, you brought courage. When I was afraid, you were with me, and you lifted me up.
together. I particularly love the lyric that we just sang that talks about God's love leading us to those that are around us. It's so, so applicable in the season of life where we find ourselves not not meeting together as a church physically, uh, but we're all separated in our homes. But there are people around us that we can show practical love to in so many different ways. And it just allows us to find purpose in this season of life as we continue to show God's love to those that are around us. It's so, so cool. And it actually reminds me of the Bible passage that we're going to dive into this week. So last week we heard from Pastor Danny and he talked about the story in 1 Kings chapter 12 where we see all these different tribes rebel and divide and they all just like, dwindle away to nothing and we're picking up that same exact story this week 
And we're watching as the tribes of Judah and Israel uh, just find themselves in this season of disobedience, so just time and time and time again, disobeying what God is telling them exactly what not to do. Like he's laying it out so clearly for them. Uh, and we just see them like honestly be like idiots here. <laughs> and they're just constantly disobeying. And it ultimately ends up like they're just dwindling down into nothing. And they find themselves in the season of turmoil uh, and exile. And once again, they're like basically forced out of their homes and they no longer have a home because of this exile. And here we see Jerusalem was captured by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And he's forcing the people out of their homes, out of the city. And he's actually coming in and he's stealing gold from the temple. He's grabbing all the best things that he can find around the area. And he's also grabbing the best people as well. He wants the most prominent people. He wants the smartest people. He basically is gathering everything that he can so that he can create this like perfect world in his own mind. <laughs> and this is where we see Daniel come into play in the story. Daniel is one of those guys. He's a smart guy. Uh, we know him to be quite wise in the Bible and different stories. And we see Daniel come in and he's chosen by King Nebuchadnezzar uh, to be raised up and to be trained in his own ways. And, and in this season, Daniel is taken away from his home. He's taken away from everything that he knows and that he's familiar with. Uh, and in this season, even though he's separated from all of that, we find him just finding purpose and finding life and fulfillment within the midst of this. And there's actually, I think it's like 70 years or so of exile that Daniel finds himself in. But in and throughout all of those years, he finds purpose in this. He's using his gifts. He's using his ability. He's using whatever is in front of him and whatever is inside of him to be able to point people towards God in the season. And it's so cool that like we can just relate to this on so many different levels. We're going to watch as Pastor Kim and Clark just like unpack this for us, what it means for us as individuals and what it means for us collectively as a church as well. So stay tuned for that. This week we're looking at you having purpose in your postal code, that wherever it is you find yourself, that you have influence in an everyday space and place, that regardless to where it is that you are, or perhaps even in this season, where it is that you aren't, to recognize that you have a measure of influence. Presently, perhaps it's with your family, uh, perhaps uh, maybe it's you know, in, in getting closer to your, to your spouse and in spending more you know, purposeful and, and meaningful time and having rich conversation together. I don't know what it is, but I think collectively we need to recognize that wherever it is that we are, wherever it is that we're found, that we have influence and that we have purpose. I, I can still remember my postal code off by heart from, you know, as a kid growing up. And I can even remember yours because of all the beautiful letters of love that I, I sent back and forth. All you know? the love notes. Yeah, I remember Aww. those days. But uh, I, I remember my, and I had, I had purpose in my postal code uh, because uh, I, uh, I was... I wouldn't call it, uh, I wouldn't say that I was a local hero necessarily, uh, but... Uh, Carrier of the year, everybody. I was a newspaper boy, everybody. <laughs> I was a newspaper boy, and yes, that is true. I was the Carrier of the Year, 1998, by the way, just in case anybody's wondering. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I really like, I loved my paper route. I loved, I, I had, know you did. I had the largest... You still had it listen, when we started li dating. I did, yeah. You know what? And it paid for a lot of our dates, so you know, you love that paper. Route too. Well, McDonald's is expensive. So. <laughs> so you never. I guess yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dates have gotten considerably more expensive since since then. Yeah. But being being a paper boy, I had a lot of purpose. There was there was news, some yeah. good, some not so good. That I was responsible to make sure that I I had the largest. Have I ever told you I had the largest route in the city? You are amazing. I know. I I'm know. glad. Get that now that we have that recorded. This is good. I'm glad that we've got you on record. This is great. So listen, I recognize and it's. Kind of, fun, but I, I just remember that there was a responsibility, and I remember even my parents just kind of saying, "Hey, you need to make sure that this gets delivered by a certain time." And and so I, I recognized that there was a measure of importance behind what I was doing, and that as I was going about this, you know, what some people might see is just a you know menial task. I realized that there was there was some measure of purpose that I had in that area in which I lived, and so I, I think it's important for us to realize that uh, you know whatever it is that you're doing, and, and whatever realm that you're doing it in that you have the opportunity 
to bring some measure of impact. Absolutely. And you just heard Pastor Allison share a little bit about the character that we're going to focus on a little bit today, and that is Daniel. And so maybe you have heard the story Daniel in the lion's den. He was kind of he's kind of like a famous biblical hero. Um, but we find Daniel in Babylon. He's been exiled from his land, the promised land that they once uh, found themselves in, and that he was raised in. To, they find themselves exiled from that land. He's in Babylon. And even though he's in exile in the midst of what could have been a challenging season, Daniel finds purpose in his postal code and has impact in the place that he is. Now, I really believe this with my whole heart. And I think that Daniel is a perfect model of this, that we can have impact in any season, so in true. any place yeah. in our life. It doesn't matter if things are going great or not or we've got our dream job or not, or we have our dream house or not, or we've got, you know, the best posse in the world or a whole bunch of enemies. Like that really doesn't make a difference. It's like we can have impact wherever we are. And I feel like the life of Daniel demonstrates this beautifully. Yeah, so regardless to whether we find ourselves in a a place that maybe seems a little easier or whether we find ourselves, you know, in that place like you've alluded to of of, of exile, that, uh, you know, there are some things that are constant. Yeah, there are certainly some things that don't change. And, and we need to recognize that, you know, with those things that are constant, that we have responsibility. Yeah. That in every season, regardless to how well or not so well things are going, uh, that we can, we can have a real significant yeah. impact and we can bring a significant amount of hope That's to right. every single person that we come in contact That's with. That's exactly it. There is room for impact, first of all, in every single season. Mm-hmm. I know some of you are thinking, yeah, maybe every other season but this one right now. <laughs> this is just hard. I want it to end. Can't it just be over? But listen, I want to tell you, there is, there can be, we can have impact in every single season, yeah. whether things are easy or we're in exile, we can have impact in that season. Now I want to read you just a little bit from the first chapter of the beginning of the book of Daniel. It says, during the third year of King Jehoiakim, Kim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave him victory over King Jehoiakim and Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylonia and placed them in the treasure house of his God. And the king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking men, he said, and make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. Now, these men, so basically you have King Nebuchadnezzar, like Allison just explained, come in and like just totally like ransack the city of Jerusalem, take all the good stuff from the temple and say, okay, I want you to find the best guys that you can find. I don't care if they're royalty or not, like the best of the best. Mm. And I want you to come and I'm going to shape them into exactly who I want them to be. And so Daniel is one of those guys. He comes in and he, he finds himself where once he lived in Jerusalem and things were good and life was, was great for him. We now find him in exile, living in the palace of the king. But still, you know this, when you're not in your own home, and we've talked about this before, it doesn't matter how nice things are. It's still really hard. It still feels like you're misplaced. It still feels like, you know, you can't quite relax. Things still feel difficult. And we experience this. Like, and and part of our journey to bring our son Ao home in our adoption journey, we found ourselves in one season having to stop over in a, a city to get a visa before we could move to the place that we needed to go next. And we ended up in what I think some people would consider one of the more luxurious, beautiful cities in the world, Dubai. 
And we found ourselves there and it's like, you know, the tallest buildings in the world and the biggest malls around. And it looked like there was like no garbage and the streets were all beautiful and you could go in into the dead. There's all these like amazing things to do. Lattes cost $9.50. Honestly, it's just crazy. (laughs) But you found yourself in this like beautiful place, this like opulent place. But there was still this element of like, man, we would still just give anything to be home. And I wonder if that's how David felt. Like he finds himself in the palace of King Nebuchadnezzar as one of his, like he's being raised up and groomed and ready to be prepared. They're giving all the king's choice food if they choose to eat it. Um, But still for David, that couldn't have been an easy season because he's not with his family. He's not with his friends and he just wanted to be home. And I feel like I can relate to that so much. Like being in a place that like, I know this is cool and it's like, nice to travel and it's nice to see the world, but man, it still feels hard when you don't have those things near you. And so in the midst of that season, we see Daniel still step in and have impact. So let's even take it one step further. Like I I think that sometimes it's easier to expect excellence out of ourselves when we're in a place of ease. Yeah. You know, I think that perhaps even in this season right now of, of, of unknown and of uncertainty, we've probably maybe kind of justified a few behaviors and, and, you know, we've probably perhaps, uh, you know, uh, given ourselves a few extra graces. And I think that some of that certainly is okay, but, but I, I think that regardless, regardless to whether it's easy uh, and, and, or, or we, you know, we feel like we're in a place of, of exile, that there is, there is some measure of excellence that we should perhaps expect in yeah. ourselves. So when I say take it a step further, I, I, think, of, I think of specifically for, for yourself, and I know that we're in this together, but I think of your health journey. And I think of all of a sudden being told, uh, you know, at, at a relatively young age that, hey, you have this incurable disease. Mm-hmm. And it means that from this point forward, this is how your life could potentially look. And if we don't somehow figure it a way together to kind of get this to halt as it's progressing somewhat rapidly, uh, this is what you need to begin to prepare yourself and your family for. Totally. And that really kind of, th- but babe, yeah. I watched you in that season as you, even though you were in that place of uncertainty and in that place that perhaps, even though you wouldn't even necessarily let on, except occasionally with me, the, the you know, feelings of fear and, and, and even yeah. maybe moments of anxiety, man, there was, there was real excellence that came from your life. And, and you have had and continue to have an incredible impact specifically in the MS community. And so I know it's not in our notes and I know it's not something that you would just necessarily just throw out there and say, but you've lived that. So you have every reason, I think, to call us to that and to say, listen, whether things seem easy or whether you find yourself right now wrapped up in something less than you would desire, yeah. you still have purpose you still have impact and there's people in the waiting room with you that perhaps need you right now. Well, thanks. I like I really appreciate you saying that because I feel like in my own life I have experienced those seasons where there's season where everything is going your way and you know, everything's coming up, Kim, life is good, things are great. <laughs> yeah, like happy. when you married me. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm things yeah. are going good and then there have been other seasons of like challenge and trial where um, you wonder like, okay, what is the purpose of all this? How am I supposed to still do the good things that I want to do? How am I supposed to still have the impact that I'm supposed to have in this season when I'm just really just trying to survive and figure out a new normal? And I I think that Daniel shows us what that looks like because a a few chapters after this, you know, he, he steps in and interprets a dream and then he gets promoted. And it's like, even in the midst of an exile season for him, a difficult season, one that's not easy to say the least, um, he steps in and he still shows shows that you can have impact in whatever season you find yourself in. And so I don't know where you're at this morning or uh, even if you're watching tonight, like what that looks like for you. I don't know what it means for you to to step in and have impact in a season, but maybe you're walking through your own health journey and you're just trying to figure out like, okay, is there any way that God could use this? Or maybe you have like financial hardship right now and you're like, how on earth? Like, Mm. I don't have anything to give. I can't be generous. What am I supposed to do? I want you to ask God right now in this moment, like what is something that I can do to have more impact? Maybe, you know, there's some other, I fill in the blank, you know what your struggle and your challenge is right now, but ask God, what is it that I can do right now to have impact in this season? Because regardless of whether things are going well or not well, there is something that you can do to help point people towards the hope that you found so that every home can experience hope. so good. Can I just quickly interject before we continue that I 
idea to me that just came to me as you were talking is that it's so easy, I think, in moments like this where we fasten ourselves to the trial instead of attaching ourselves to the truth. I think it's just so easy. And, and then all of a sudden, identity starts to come from that. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you know, the, oh, you know, poor me. And the, kind of the, that we, we begin to take on that kind of posture. And we begin to, you know, from that position. And, and nothing really good comes from, from, from that place of, you know, that victim sort of mentality. So just an encouragement, if you're, if you're in that place, let's not fasten ourselves to, to the trial. But let's remind ourselves of the truth. And, and let's, yeah. let's live and lead and have impact from a place where we're believing that there's actually perhaps like a, a miracle is in motion or that, you know, that God is, you know, he's still seated on the throne. And I think maybe even some of those thoughts perhaps were the thoughts that kept Daniel going amidst all that's happening Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I believe honestly that there's room for impact in every season. I also believe that there's room for impact in every space. Right. Now, listen to this. In Daniel chapter 2, verses 48, it says, Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon, as well as chief over all his wise men. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in charge of the affairs of the province of Babylon, while Daniel remained in the king's court. So because Daniel realized that he could have impact in every season and he steps out, even in the place that he finds himself in, he then begins to be promoted and we see that he has impact in even in the palace, the space that he finds himself there, the surroundings that he has right there in that moment. And and it's it's a place that, you know, maybe comes with luxury and comes with prestige. And, And I know for some of you right now, you're like, okay, well, you know, I have my dream job or I live in the neighborhood I always thought I was going to live in, but uh, maybe you feel like there's something missing. Maybe you're like, man, I'm still craving community or, you know, I just wish that I could meet my neighbors more. I wish I could do more in this area or I wish that, you know, I could have more impact with my coworkers or whatever that looks like. Uh, I think Daniel shows us that wherever, whatever place we find ourselves, we can have impact. But then if we fast forward a little bit in the story to Daniel chapter six. Yeah. We know, here, here's what happens. Daniel chapter six, verse 16, it says, so at last the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. Like what a demotion. The king said to him, may your God whom you serve so faithfully rescue you. Hmm. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so no one could rescue Daniel. And listen, we don't have time to cover the entire book of Daniel today, but Daniel goes from being in this promoted position to, Hmm. you know, being in a place where it was like, okay, I'm in a good place right now. Things are looking good to all of a sudden finding himself in the pit. So there's Mm. room for impact in every space, whether you're in the palace or whether you're in the pit, you can have impact. Because what happens when Daniel is given a place of influence in the palace, he's able to bring some of his friends who Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who you may recognize a story of them being thrown in a fiery furnace. Mm. He promotes them to a place of leadership and gets to, you know, have influence and have impact in that area. But then when he's thrown in the, uh, into the uh, pit with the lions, he actually has impact in that realm too because other people are able to see the peace in his heart. They're able to see that his God comes forward and does something because what ends up happening is that Daniel, Daniel when, the, when the seal is broken yeah. over the cave of that den, God, Daniel's God saves him and provides for what he needs. So people are able to see the impact in both the palace and the pit. You see, what we get from this is that there seems to be, and again, maybe it adds just towards the, you know, just the, I don't know, sometimes the awe that I, I, I catch myself gazing at Daniel's life with when we, when we work our way through scripture, yeah. that regardless, again, to whatever space that he was found in, there seems to be a consistency to his character. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, 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 I, and I, love, I love even the parting words from, from, from the king, the king who's actually perhaps become, you know, somewhat of a friend to Daniel. He's like, hey, the God that you serve, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he keeps you safe. And that's the thing. Things aren't always necessarily easy, you know, and and I just need you to know that we were joking about this at the beginning, like as, as a, as a deliverer of, of the recording in times, you know, in Brockville, Ontario, as a, as a newspaper, there were, there were times where it was easy, you know, and I had the rollerblades on and, and, you know, Hey, cause you know, you know, and this is apparently how you rollerblade, but I had the rollerblades on, but then 
then there was also moments where it wasn't as easy. And, you know, and there was ice storms and, you know, the hail and, you know, and this. And it was 40 below and uphill both ways and, you know, all that sort of thing. Yeah. But, but, you know, still things had to get done. And I love that Daniel's like, hey, you know, even, even though right now this, this pit certainly isn't anything like the palace, there's still, there's still something that needs to get done. And that's that I need, I'm an ambassador. I, I, I know who my God is. And regardless to whether I'm in the center of the palace or I'm in the depths of this pit, I can still have an impact. And I yeah. know that my God is just as prevalent yeah. and just as ready to prevail here as he was there. Yeah. And I know how easy it is to have this mentality that like, if I was just there, then I could have a better impact. Like if things were different than they are right now, I could have more of an impact on people's lives. Um, and I think it's easy to get into that mentality of thinking like, okay, well, if I wasn't working at this job anymore, or if I wasn't in this rough neighborhood anymore, or if I didn't have these stuck up people around me anymore, or if these purple people weren't so mean around me, whatever that looks like, it's easier for us to think that like, okay, well, when I get to here, then I'll really be able to be used by mm. God. Or when I get to this place, then I can actually do something to make a difference in people's lives. But what I want you to understand today is that like Daniel, did it, it didn't matter to him where he was, whether he was in the palace or the pit, he was like, like, who I am is the same. Right. Who my God is, is right. the same. And that purpose on my life to point people towards God and to help them see who my creator is, that doesn't change regardless of the space that I find myself in. That's and good. so, listen, I want you to know that wherever you find yourself in, don't make excuses of like, uh, maybe when I get to here, maybe when I'm not a student anymore, maybe when I'm in this place, maybe when we're not renting, maybe when my job changes, maybe when whatever, you can have impact packed now. And honestly, even right now in this moment, I just like feel like, like there, there are moments where I think God just like lays things on our heart. And I just feel to share this right now in, in this moment, um, is not part of the notes, but even as I'm just saying that, I feel like there is somebody who you have been talking about, um, bringing kids into your home, maybe becoming foster parents or becoming uh, adoptive parents or something like that. And you have said to yourself like, oh, not right now. Now is not the season. We're not in the right space right now, whether we don't have enough room or it's just not the right time in our family life. And I just feel right now, just as I'm saying this, um, I, I just feel I just believe that God wants to like speak directly to somebody this morning uh, through these words that I'm saying to say like, don't wait. You can have impact in every season. Life doesn't always have to look the way that you think it needs to look in order for you to have impact. And for whoever that is this morning, if that's something, I hope in some family, the two of you maybe just looked at each other right now and just made like bug eyes at each other because you've been having this exact conversation. I just, I feel like God wants to confirm in your heart right now, not to wait anymore, to have impact right now in this season because God can use you whether you're in the palace or the pit, whether you have a million bedrooms or not, whether you feel like you're in a good financial place or not, whether you have a job or the security or whatever that looks like or not, God wants to use you right now. And listen, that can look like a whole bunch of different things. Um, but I think that we need to be just willing and open-handed to say like, okay, God, how can you use me? And I think at the very, at the end of the day, that needs to be the question that we ask totally. each other. So totally. we need to, there's room for impact in every season, yep. in every space, and in every soul. Daniel right. chapter six, verse 26 says, then King Darius sent his message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of of the lions. You see here that King Darius, this guy who, you know, just a few verses earlier throws Daniel in the pit is now confessing his God. And we see like that you can have impact whether you're with your besties yeah. or with your bullies. Yeah. You can have impact <laughs> when you're hanging with your buddies and your besties or yeah. whether you're around bullies. You can have impact with those people. And we see this happen in the life of Daniel. They're the people that he's closest to experience impact from the integrity and the way he lives his life. And also the people who are against him. Yeah. 
they also experienced impact because of the way he lived his life. So here's the thing, that like Daniel had been pretty pretty forthcoming with, yeah. with, with who he loved and, and, yeah. and, and the God that he served. Yeah. And so in doing so, uh, you know, he got all types of attention. Mm-hmm. And so people were watching. Like, there's no question. And I don't know the exact period of time. Like, I don't know how many terms or how many years or, you know, how many semesters it was that he necessarily served in the palace. But he'd be rubbing shoulders with the king and with some of the, you know, yeah. some of the higher ups. And, and we, don't, we don't have any moment of confession that comes from the king then but it's after it's after the way that he goes through right. the pit like it's after the way that Daniel goes through the difficulty it's after the way that Daniel carries himself when no one else is actually physically yeah. watching that speaks so loudly and it causes the king to move to this confession he's yeah. like hey pay attention everybody peace and prosperity I wish to you and I need you to know that yeah. Daniel's God is the living God and I just feel it's important for us to understand there is a way that you can live through this season there's a way that you and I can go through the less than lovely things in life that we can walk through some of these things in such a way which could cause those around us maybe even some of the bullies maybe even some of the people that have pushed you down pushed the stone over top of you and done everything in their power to seal you inside of something dark and lonely there is a way you can go through that that could cause those very same people to be moved to a place of confession to go wow you know what I'm sorry, and peace and prosperity is what I wish on you, because your God, he's alive. That's right. So whether you are in exile or things are easy, whether you're in the palace or you're in the pit, whether you're surrounded by your besties or you feel like you on every side are surrounded by your bullies, I just want you to know that you can still, your life can has, have purpose and impact in every season. Mm. The reason why we titled this week Purpose in Your Postal Code is I truly, sincerely believe with my whole heart that you are planted right in the place that you are right now for a purpose. For such a time as this, you are in the place that you are in right now for a reason. You might not be happy about it. There might be things that you wish that you could change. Um, maybe or maybe not. Maybe things are really great for you, but right now in this moment, you are in this place for a reason. So instead of wishing that things could change or curling up in and, and a burrito ball on your couch and <laughs> just sucking your thumb and being upset at the way things are, are I want you to right now in this moment, like I, I mean this right now, I want right now in this moment for you to stop and just ask this question, how can I have an impact where I am right now? How can I have an impact where I am right now? What is the purpose right now in our postal code? Hmm. What's the purpose for me in the place that God has me right now in this season? What's the purpose of that? Because I really believe that right now in this moment that God is begin to lay things on your heart and begin to maybe inspire you with ideas of, of, of maybe, maybe even there's a person that comes to mind, maybe a coworker or maybe a neighbor or maybe, you know, one of your kids, friends, moms, like maybe there's somebody who's in your life right now that is in your life right now for a reason so that right. you can have impact for them. Maybe the season that you find yourself in right now, if you're walking through something, maybe so that it's that you can help out, you know, your kids, friends, mom, who might be going through the same thing. Maybe it's that you have someone who's three doors down from you who maybe needs to talk about the same thing that you just walked through last year and came out on the other side of. I believe that it's not a fluke that you are in the place, in the season, in the space, with the souls around you that are around you right now. I don't think it's a fluke. I honestly truly believe that there is a reason why you're where you are right now and that God can use you to bring impact. Our mission and our heart and our goal is to bring hope to every home. And the only way that we are going to do that is if each one of us recognize that there is purpose in our postal code. Because I can't reach your neighborhood the same way that you can. I can't reach your workplace the same way that you can. I can't reach the moms of your kids' 
or of your kids' friends the same way that you can or the teachers of the school the same way that you can. You have a calling right now in this moment to have purpose in the postal code that you find yourself in. And just like I can't do it and Clark can't do it, we all together, if we're gonna bring hope to every home, each of us need to take responsibility and say, I'm in the space that I'm in for a reason. God has called me and put me here for whatever time this is for right now. And there's something that I can do to bring hope and life and love to the lives of people I rub shoulders with. Can I try to bring it full circle, man? It's so good. And so again, I I just, I I go back to that illustration just because it's familiar to me. But this idea that we have something that we're carrying. And you talked about this. We talked about this a few weeks ago, this idea that as, you know, that we're carrying something and it needs to be shared. And so I just, I just think of good news. I just think of the hope and the life and the love that can be found in Jesus that needs to be brought to every single home, that the the hope and the life and the love. That that, is the hope. When we say hope to every home. Yeah, that's it. The hope that we're bringing is the message of Jesus. So we've got something. We're carrying something. And every, every single person uh, you know, not might not yet be a customer, but every single person needs to be a consumer yeah. uh, uh, of just that. And I just think of the, uh, you know, when there were jackets because of the way that my bag sat on my hip that I absolutely ruined. And, and I remember every time after I was done that my hands were, com- it was just, it was just very obvious. It was all over me and it marked me. And I just, uh, you know what, if we're going to live lives that are just that are just laced with purpose. If we're really gonna, you know, we're gonna have a meaningful impact in our postal codes and the places and spaces where we're found. Well, then we need to be willing to allow Jesus's love for us to be all over us and allow it to mark us and allow it to, to, to stain us so that anybody and everybody that comes in contact with us. I mean, you know, when you shake hands with somebody that works with their hands, you can tell they work with their hands. Yeah. And my hope would be when people come in contact with you, that they would be, well, it'd be very easy, it'd be easy for them man, to recognize the God that you serve. Well, he's alive. He's alive and he's living in you. Wasn't that sermon amazing? I just feel super encouraged and ready to start off my week. Um, I'm just loving this sermon right now. This whole series actually has been super encouraging in my life. And it's just a reminder that we can do local missions here. We can help out here in our community. We don't have to go super far to feel like we're giving and helping. Like we can do it here from our own homes. And I just feel like that's really exciting for me and for others. Um, We're gonna have a button right here. We encourage you to online give if you feel like that's the way you can help us out or also you can drop off a check at the church Monday to Thursdays, 9 to 12 p.m. 9 to 12, yeah, p.m. We're also, we have APA Kids Live. I don't know if you guys have heard of that awesome kids show. You guys might see some familiar faces there. I don't know, maybe. Um, But you guys, if you have family, you guys should totally watch it or if you're just adults, just watch the show. It's super awesome. My parents enjoy it. It's for all ages, really. Um, And we absolutely love it. Uh, We're so happy that you were able to join us today at church and we hope to see you again. Okay, bye.